I'm feeling spicy on this one. So I was sitting at the community table at the salon because, again, not doing hair and just kicking it in my favorite place. And I was asking the gals, like, what podcast episodes could I record for you? And they said, how come they don't buy from me? And you know, I have an answer. What's up and welcome to the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, your host, beauty business coach, salon owner of 15 plus years and a stylist too. Each week I will bring guests, topics, and conversations you can relate to. We all need biz solutions fast and for them to work. I'm an open book and aim to share all of my answers with you. No matter what stage you are in in your beauty business, independent, commission, salon owner, or dreaming somewhere in between, 10-Minute Beauty Business is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. When it comes to your clients either not buying from you or buying on Amazon, right? We all hate it when they're like, oh, hey, can I take a picture of that? And, And instead of addressing it, which of course they can take a picture of it, right? Like you're not gonna tell them no, but in general, like we need to have a conversation at that point, but we don't. And so when it came up in the salon, like why don't they buy from me? Like why are they buying somewhere else? There's a lot of sales psychology that goes into that and far more than I can put in just one podcast episode. I do have an entire retail course that uh, is pretty phenomenal if I don't say so myself that you could check out if that's something that you really want to lean into. But beyond that, like we need to look at what we're doing to help the sales psychology or maybe hurt it. So the very first thing that I said is you didn't tell them to buy it from you. And I know it's not always that simple, but ultimately when you boil it down, it is. Because if you're not telling your story and selling your thing, What are you doing? Whether that's in client communication across the board, if you're a salon quarterly gal, you know I'm about to tell you is it's gotta be in all three parts of the three-part promo system. And often, and just in case you aren't familiar with the three-part promo system, that is obviously social media. Second part of the three-part promo is online in other ways, right? So that is using digital ways to communicate, whether that's email or your booking app or a text message, something outside of social. And then in the salon, like we need to visually read it, see it, have shelf talkers and things like that, that direct us to the thing, that direct us to your story and that direct us to what you sell. And when I say what you sell, Look, we nobody wants to be a salesman, right? Like nobody. We all are like, no, I don't want to be that sleazy car salesman. Obviously, like that's gross. And also, I think that's like a tired analogy at this point because everyone is selling something and there is a new way that we communicate sales. And I think that partially, you know, like you're, you are not doing it if you're not having the sales. And that's, you know, we're going to get there in a second. But the main thing is that you didn't tell them to buy from you. And so how do you tell them to buy from you? Well, you don't do it in one second as a knee-jerk reaction when she says, hey, can I take a picture of that? And I'll grab it later on Amazon. Like you, you don't want to blow up on her, of course. And this is why, again, I love to have scripted policies and 
things in place that protect you so that you don't fly off the handle in those moments. But it's just so much easier to avoid the situation in general, right? So we need 17 to 22 touch points to make a sale. Yes, that's a lot. Yes, you've heard me say that before. It hasn't changed. However, the way that you communicate it is via that three-part promo. And you don't do it, like you don't turn into like a salesman when you want to sell. That's the biggest thing. It's it, it, There should be zero energy shift. So when you're on stories talking about a product that you love and maybe you're talking about why you became a hairdresser or why you became an esthetician, salon owner, et cetera, you're, you're just talking. Like you're just having a regular conversation. When you're talking about your services, you talk about them the exact same way that you do a product. And I don't know why we flip this weird thing and we get in this like, and now I'm going to talk to you about dry shampoo. Oh my gosh, you've never heard about dry shampoo. And I have this weird voice on and uh, like, what the heck? Like, that's so freaking weird. And also, I can tell you're being inauthentic, which is also gross and in, in a part of the sales journey in terms of sales psychology that repels people, right? So the main thing is that you must tell them to buy from you. And and that is not like, hey, buy this from me, buy this from me, buy this from me. It's, hey, I have this thing. This is my offer. I have this thing. This is my offer. If you don't tell them that you have it, how do they know? Like we don't want our clients to just make assumptions about our business. In fact, that's the absolute worst thing that can happen because then they are in charge of what you sell. Let me say that again. If a client makes an assumption about your business and what you offer, then they are now in charge of what you sell. Yeah, okay, that's not the way. We are not leaving our business and our offers up to chance. This is super, super important because just like the services that you offer in your business, your retail should be seen as a part of your business. And so the the second reason that they don't buy from you is because they don't see that as something you offer. Like not only do you have to tell them that you have this thing and that is what you offer, but more than that, they need to see it enough times so that they accept that as a part of your business. For so long, and I could just like smack whoever set this up and said, we're not salespeople like so long ago with all those old school hairdressers. There's been this like thing that like we do hair, we don't sell product. Like yuck, why? why? Product is an extension of your service. Product is the gold mine you're sitting on that you're just like too lazy to dig. Sorry. I told you I was feeling spicy. So here's the deal though. It's like you, you're you sitting on the gold mine and all you have to do is have a mindset shift that the products that you sell provide an opportunity for your client to have better hair, skin, nails, the thing that you do, right? Have a better lasting experience, have an, a better extension of the experience while they're at home between the appointment. And so it really comes down to a mindset shift, not necessarily being lazy. It comes down to probably fear of this is new, right? So, okay, maybe I maybe I take that back and I, I'm not calling you lazy, I promise. But it could be that you're just like, I don't wanna deal with that. And that's okay too, but just know like you're making that decision and that's why they're not buying from you then. 
I am about to introduce the brainchild of the last two years that I have been working on for our industry. This is a passion project for sure, and we're getting close. We are getting dang close. So if you want to get on the wait list for Beauty Biz BFF, I want you to check the show notes here or the link in my Instagram bio because it's it's almost time for Beauty Biz BFF. And when I tell you, it is so good. Like it is so good. You're not going to believe the price. I don't even need to tell you about this yet, but just know that it is coming. So, so far, the reason that they're not buying from you is because you didn't tell them that that was an option and you the client doesn't see it as something that you do. So it, if they don't see it as something that you do, it's almost like it's untrustworthy. So that would be like if you went to the car wash and you were there and they also sold nail polish and they sold makeup and they sold hairbrushes and and hairspray and beauty products and you're like this is so freaking weird like the car wash why does the car wash sell this stuff it's because you would be like mm, i'm not buying that there right because it's like all of a sudden you're like no 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 like that's not what they do here so this is weird well that's exactly how your client feels and and of course that's an extreme example but it's true. They're like, well, this isn't what she does. So like, I don't know. And if you've done it once in the past and then you've changed products and you've been a flake about it, the client's like, no, I just need consistency. She's good at doing my hair and I can do that with her and I love that from her, et cetera, et cetera. But like more than that, like it, she just is a flake on those other things. That's not really a part of her business. I'm not going to, to choose that because ultimately the client is looking for consistency that equals professionalism and that equals safety for them and their beauty services. We have to remember that the client honestly wants to feel safe with us. The client is coming to us to feel good about herself, which makes her feel safe in her life, right? Like, and of course, we're not talking like danger safety, but it makes her feel good, normal. And that's all we're all really looking for. So you don't want to flip any switches for your client that raises question marks that says, is this safe? And by safe, I mean consistent and part of your business and something that she could expect on a regular basis. And for those of you that have either worked in a salon like what I'm about to describe, or it is you, I caution you that that probably is how your client feels in this scenario because the 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 example that I wanna give is if you're that person that like sometimes has product and sometimes doesn't have product and your inventory is not tight and sometimes you have this one thing and then you have a new favorite every other week, like those kind of things are the tip off of question marks, question marks, like not so much in the no like and trust factor. Another reason that clients didn't buy from you is that you didn't tell them why they should. And in fact, posting a passive aggressive meme about buying on Amazon or, you know, someone going down the target aisle showing a professional product at the salon and why diversion is bad doesn't explain it from your point of view or have a personal connection. And that's what clients need to see in order to understand that this is important. It's important that you explain why it's important to your business and also why, more importantly, actually, why it's important to them to not buy products from Amazon, from Target, from Walmart, name your spot, right? 
Also, I think it's really easy to have the conversation of, I love to support small business. And it doesn't mean that you have to have the conversation like face to face in person and when they're in your chair, but we can have things around the salon that say, thank you for supporting small business. We can have mirror clings. We can have something in the bathroom. We can send that via email to our clients when they do support us. Like it can become a part of your narrative that you appreciate them supporting your small business so that when you do have the conversation in person about buying from you versus buying from Amazon and the benefits to them you can throw in at the end. And of course, you're supporting small business, which I appreciate and, you know, helps us as a small business. Also, if your salon sells retail and you get a commission on it, I think it's a-okay to let your client know that or if there's some other reward, right? So I know a lot of salons have all kinds of various tiers of commission rates, or if we hit this, we do this, or if, you know, all of the retail money goes back into the salon or towards education. And so those things are okay to tell clients. Like that's a part of the deal that solidifies that retail then is a part of the business as a whole when there are things tied to it. And I promise you, like if you were to tell, if you were in a room with all of your clients and you were screaming help, they're not like turning and running around the other direction. Like they all want to help you. And so of course, like you're not desperate in selling retail and you're not screaming help, but it's like, hey, like this would help us. And this, if if it's something that you're going to buy anyways, buying it from us helps in a lot of different ways. And that's okay to say. It's okay to say it maybe not that directly. It depends on, on the appropriate conversation, but it is okay to say that again in written form, in part of your branding, in what you do. Maybe you give back to the community and part of your retail like your retail revenue goes towards that. So for us in my salon, we give back all the time, like all all the time. And part of how we do that is via retail sales. And so of course we share that with clients along the way because it's part of our story. Another reason why they didn't buy from you is because you didn't make it easy. It was complicated. Maybe there was like you didn't have it on the shelf and you were going to they were going to have to come back and they were going to rain check it or maybe you were like let me get that and then you're running out to the car following them because they forgot to buy it. Then you're like, "Oh, oh, oh, like Lexi, did you still want to get that hairspray?" Like, "No, I don't. I'm already done. Like I already said goodbye to you. I want to leave." Right? Or maybe they had to go online or do something. Like make it as simple as possible for them because we all are such creatures of habit. That's why we like to buy from Amazon. That's like why we want to do things in that manner because it's easy. So my suggestion would be to examine the retail portion of your customer journey. Now I'm not talking about the whole thing because you could have an entire customer journey dedicated just to retail sales. So that's a whole other podcast episode or maybe even just like a whole other, we don't have time for that today. Anyhow, so when you are in the salon, how do you talk about retail and when do you talk about retail? So for me, I know that when I was first starting out and really selling a lot of retail, I was like, oh, wait, I noticed I'm doing this one thing and you have to stop and pay attention to what you're doing in order to recognize things that are working or things that are not working. And so the one thing that I was noticing as I started to watch like other people not buying like from other stylists in the salon or just to see like, what am I doing? That's like, I'm not that special. Like, so what is it? And it's called intention. And so I 
walked over to get the product when I talked about it, I would stop foiling and I would go get the product and bring it over. Or I would ask the receptionist like, hey, Jordan, would you mind going to grab a dry shampoo, a leave-in, the shampoo and conditioner, whatever it was. And I would make sure to say, hey, Jordan, like, can you go buy, or can you go buy, can you go grab an Amika Perk Up dry shampoo for, for and I would say their name, please right? So if, if, if my client is Lexi, right, can, can you go grab an Amika perk up dry shampoo for Lexi? She's going to take that home today, right? Like you're, you're setting the intention, even though she might not take it home today, but, or you can say if, you know, if you feel uncomfortable putting that out there, you could say she's interested in taking that home today, interested in it, right? So we bring it over, the client looks at it and then it's at my station already to go so that I don't forget. It's a visual cue that that is not mine. I'm not using it, right? I'm not going to put it away in my cabinet when I'm done with the service. And we walk her to the front desk. Or what I do is check my client out right at the station so we can get a total while they're processing. We do all the things so it's super easy. It's not one more thing at the end of the appointment. And bam, it's done. We operate everything. We have an extra cell phone and an iPad in the salon so we can ring everybody up just like that. It's so flipping easy. And clients are like, that's great. And there's no more like running out to the parking lot, trying to figure it out. It's just simple. And we've simplified that. But the thing that really was setting me apart was getting it when I was talking about it in the consultation, when I was talking about it midway, when I was actually using the product and styling it. And they say, what is that? I don't show them mine. I go get them a new one because also like nobody wants the leftover one. Sometimes mine is empty. Sometimes like, hey, look, I'm, it's just real. Like it might not look that great on the top, like where it's been sprayed out of. You know, you want to give them the full presentation. So let's get them a new one. When they look at a new one versus looking at your old crusty one, which I hope it's not crusty, but like, you know what I'm talking about, because sometimes it is like you hand them the hairspray and it doesn't spray out because there's like the little gunk thing. So when you hand them a new one, it lets them have ownership over it. And this is where the sales psychology comes in. And and they feel like it's theirs. When you hand them yours and it's half empty, A, nobody wants the leftover, nobody wants to be the leftover, and C, you're like... Uh, it's used. Like, I'm sorry, when, like, I understand. <laughs> like, there are a lot of things that we like to buy used and secondhand and upcycle, and I am one of those people. But when it comes to beauty products, that's not the vibe. We want new, we want fresh, and we want ours. Another way to make buying retail from you super easy is to use an affiliate link. And so you can share all of the reasons why they should buy from you, make it easy for them, tell them to buy it from you, and and then let them know it is a part of your business by just continuously using your affiliate links. Now, I know that affiliate links are not as profitable as selling in person. I know that affiliate links, you leave it in their hands. But... You can also make this a nice part of your business that if they are going to buy it online, there is an option for them to do that and still support you. And I think it's really important that if you are going to do affiliate sales, that you make this a part of your business as a whole. So yes, they can buy from you online, but then they have this other alternative in the in the meantime where you still get a part of the pie, right? Like part of something is better than none of something. And so while I don't love affiliate links as a whole, like for the whole salon, I think that there is a time and a place for them. And I think that 
you know, you can really maximize your affiliate link if you choose. So for us as a salon, we have affiliate links with Amica and with Unite, and both are available to purchase, of course. We would prefer them buy, the, buy it in salon. So we incentivize purchases in salon. We make sure that that's our first channel, our first option. But when things happen we and we get DMs or like, is there somewhere, you know, can I buy it online or these kind of things, we, we will put, put both options out there for our clients because we want them to know that they can still buy it online if they choose, support us and get their stuff if they can't make it into the salon, or it just widens your audience as a whole. So I think having affiliate links as a backup is really, really wise. I also think that if you are in a suite or kind of a one-man show and you can't really, you're not there yet in terms of selling retail on a broad scheme, right? Like you're you're not you're not fully committed, you're not really sure about inventory, you don't wanna be that in-between half-in, half-out kind of gal, then an affiliate link is a great place to start. And I love an affiliate link that pays you a high percentage. So do some research. Make sure that what you commit to is what works for you. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. To me, I just really prefer having the option in the salon and then having affiliate as a backup. When you do affiliate as a whole, first and foremost, you are... It's just different, right? But it is an option and I think it's a viable option that we need to talk about when we're saying like, how do we make this easy for clients? And if they want to buy online, then there's their option. But I think if you provide them an option in salon that's easy, proven in their hand right then and there, we would rather take it right then and there. I know for me, if I'm at Nordstrom's and they say, hey, we're out of your size, but we can order it. I'm like, okay, but also like, could you just go double check that you don't have it? Because <laughs> I want it now, right? Like I want my Oompa Loompa now. And and I think that for the most part, we're all interested in instant gratification. So, so don't forget that part. But if affiliate strategy is a huge part of your business, amazing. If it works for you, that is where it's at. And with anything that I'd share all the time, whether you're in my courses, my masterminds, hanging out here on the podcast, because you're podcast people, you take what you want and leave what doesn't work for you. And and so, but I, I, I highly recommend having backup affiliate links in case, like just have it set up. You don't have to necessarily have it on your link tree or shout it from the rooftops, but having one is really nice if the companies that you work with offer an affiliate fee that is generous. And both Unite and Amica, I feel like are pretty generous given the entire, every little detail that they have to take into account and the work that they're doing for you, I, I feel like both are pretty solid programs. So why didn't they buy from you? You didn't tell them to. You didn't share your offer and tell them that you sell the thing. You didn't make it easy for them, whether that was in person or with affiliate links, You and you, and you didn't tell them why they should buy it from you, right? Like that that's the, one of the biggest factors is why they should buy it from you ease in their hand, support small business, reiterate all of those things, plus why they should not buy it from other retailers. And they just didn't see it as a part of your business. If you tackle even just one of those pain points that we just talked about, you will see a rise in your retail sales. And and the main thing is that when you speak to retail, and you guys know I love I love retail. When you speak to retail, we've got to look at it from 
a point of view of what does it do for the client between services, right? So what does this product do for the client that you would do, actually, if you saw them every day? What does this product do for the client that we would do in the salon as a service, right? Like either a fancy blowout, it gives them strength to their to their hair, right? Or maybe it gives them moisture to their skin, makes them look younger. Like what does that do? And then what does that say about the relationship that you have with the client, right? In between appointments. And how can we deepen that relationship via retail, right? And, and, and it's so crazy because when I say that, I know people are like, what? But like literally... That product, when you hand it to them, if you do all of these things correctly, and at least, and correctly is in air quotes because there's no right or wrong way, but it's the right or wrong way for your clients, for your target gal. If you do this in the right way, in the right manner, and you share with your clients what works best for them between appointments and what it will do for them, what it will mean to them in their beauty routine, you're deepening your relationship with the client. And while a lot of us have nice, deep relationships with our clients that have been going on for years, we also still lose clients daily. I don't care if you're booked out till you can take your trip on the moon with Elon Musk. The thing is you always need to be growing and you need to strengthen relationships because there may be a day that you have an opening for clients or something in your life changes and drastically affects your business and you now have room for clients. Whatever it is, you always need to be deepening those relationships and not taking them for granted because, I'll leave you with one more new bit of info before we wrap up, is that it takes seven to 10 times more money and energy, so depending on how you measure those things, to get a new client than it does to just keep the one you have. So keeping the clients that you have happy and doing so with client communication between appointments is huge. Seven to 10 times more expensive. That's crazy, especially if you're not actually spending cash money in order to find those clients and you're doing it all via Instagram or doing something like tactic wise in your business strategy to find new clients. That is so much freaking energy. Ain't nobody got time for that. So just keep the ones you have happy and solidify the relationship that you have with them. Okay, I feel like I kind of fire hosed you, but the thing is, is that all of that information is there to help you. So if it felt like, oh, Lexi, that was like coming on strong today and that was a whole lot just in general, just come back and listen to it and listen to each section. Start with one section at a time to integrate into your customer journey, to make changes into your retail customer journey and everything will fall into place. Again, it comes down to intention. And if your intention is to serve the client and have them have that deepening of a relationship and have better service experience between appointments, then you're going to be okay. If your purpose is to just sell, 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 you're listening to the wrong podcast. (laughs) You know what I mean. Anyhow. I hope you have the best week. Let me know how this goes when you start to integrate in your business and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I love creating them each week and connecting with you after you listen on Instagram. I really love it when you tag me and share the episode to your stories. It's twofold. It lets me know that you're podcast people so then I can go and do a little friendly stalk and and drop a love bomb over on your page. 
And also it shares the show to your followers and your friends and fellow hairdressers, which I totally appreciate because this is a free show and it's difficult to grow the podcast without your help. So thank you much for that. I'll see you on stories and right back here next week.